mom came into the room and she's like, look at my phone. And then I couldn't see it. So I had to look at mine. I'm like, oh. Yeah, it's going to be a good game. But I can't bet against Tom Brady. I have the Bucks winning 31 to 27 and Tom Brady going to his 10th championship. Aaron Rodgers uh, and his people were like, they listened to our episode and they said, hold our cheese head or coat. Donovan Mitchell, who right now looks to be a superstar. Just amazing. And I don't care what the Red Sox got for trading Mookie Betts and David Price. The Dodgers, in my opinion, win it. I don't have to see what players they give up. Yeah, that's not just the Chiefs. That's that's Andy Reid. He he knows the he knows the defenses so well because he's such a great offensive mind. That well, um, you said you can't bet against Tom Brady, and as a Cowboys fan, and what I just did last weekend, I am not gonna bet against Aaron Rodgers. It was a great series. Game four was one of the best games I've ever watched in my entire life. Just goes to show the off- the offense for the Dallas Stars could not keep up, and when the defense needed to step up the Lightning's offense just overpowered them. Chris Paul is one of the most underrated players of all time. He's been the best player wherever he goes, and that includes with the Rockets. Yeah, Connor McDavid, Leon Dratzeidel. I mean, that's all I can really say. Uh, There's two of the top five players in the league, and they're, they're very, very good. Yeah, and I really think the Clippers' chance to win the championship was last year, and they were up 3-1 against the Denver Nuggets. Hello, I'm Taylor Herner. You listen to the Outsiders Opinions with Kevin and Austin. What's up, y'all? Welcome to our 34th episode. And today, the last episode, we were doing we did Super Bowl predictions, reviewing our predictions, and then we reviewed the Super Bowl and talked about Tom Brady, of course. Also, so go make sure to check that out. Also, Here's our long-awaited NBA episode as we will be doing NBA power rankings. I'll let you start it off, Austin. Yeah. It's been a very interesting season. The conferences are very different. Um, The West looks so much better than the East right now, and it's alarming to the extent as it is. Um, So I guess we'll just start it off. Um, 30th team, Timberwolves. What do you think? Yeah, the uh, D'Angelo Russell and Cat aren't working well, even though Cat did have uh, COVID, and so he's just coming back from that. Um, I think this team had a lot much higher expectations. Like, I had this team as a playoff team, and I'm regretting that decision right now. But I think they also – I think they need to start playing well. Maybe um, it's taken a longer time for D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns to blend together. What do you think? Yeah, I almost think they should move on from D'Lo if they can get everything working together, because that that was really what we expected them to play well. They had played, they they they'd wanted to be together, so I assumed that they'd be a great fit, and that's just not really taking place. Anything more to add? Yeah, and it's just like we, you mentioned they wanted to play together. I remember when we had Carl Anthony Towns bring in, or they and uh. Andrew Wiggins wanted Jimmy Butler and how that didn't work out. And now they wanted D'Lo and they got rid of Andrew Wiggins. So I'm wondering if it's like you keep bringing in the players is when do you start looking at Carl Anthony Towns just chemistry wise? Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. I mean, they may have to move away from D'Lo if he doesn't start to play better. That's just, that's just how they are right now. Um, So I think we can move on to 29. 
where we have a team that's won some games lately because of Sadiq Bay, but they're planning to move on from a a a not the same Blake Griffin. We have the Pistons. What do you think about them? Yeah, um, they like they were a very a team very active in the off season and like. They got Jeremy Grant from the Nuggets. They also got Mason Plumley. Um, I felt like they were almost going too, like getting too many big men. Um, they also lost Christian Wood to the Rockets. So I'm starting to wonder. It maybe they're heading toward that rebuild where they just want to play younger players. They did trade away uh, Derrick Rose, and I'm surprised because isn't that a huge contract for Blake Griffin? Because it said they might buy him out. Yeah, if they buy him out, they'd owe him about seventy million. <laughs> That'd be it's crazy. just a, it's an insane amount, especially for a team that's trying to rebuild. Uh, it's going to be hard for them to do it if they don't start to figure out a way to trade him to somebody who may not even want him. Uh, so I feel like we can move on to twenty-eight, a team that's also sitting a big man uh, that's lost seven straight games. The Cleveland Cavaliers. They've had a rough start to the season. They had a bet. They had a bet. Actually, a pretty good start to the season, starting in the playoff hunt, really. And then these last couple games, they've fallen apart. What do you think about that? Yeah, Colin Sexton was playing really well, and he had that great game against the Nets when the big three, when Kyrie Irving returned to the Cavaliers and to the Cavs Stadium, and um, since the trade, and Colin Sexton stole the night from Kyrie. So. I, I really like that trade they got for Jared Allen as he's a young center. I'll surprise the Nets traded him away. But I, I think we could all see this coming when they wanted to get rid of Andre Drummond. Like, you bring in Jared Allen, and you're like, he's our future, and you still have Andre Drummond. I'll be interested to see if they can get what they want from him. Get uh, what players they want from other teams. Because, like, you already have a center, and you're sitting him. It seems like they might dip in, diminish the value. Yeah, I mean, it's not a good look for the Cavs or Andre Drummond for that matter. As I expected him to play better this season, and he did at the start. But right now, he's just not what the Cavs need, especially because they're a young team with a new coach and need to prove everybody needs to prove their worth. Uh, next, we have a very injured team that I honestly feel bad for. I thought they'd make leaps and bounds this year. But after Jonathan Isaac got injured during the uh, the comeback last year, uh, it didn't help, and now Markel Fultz is out, and we have the Orlando Magic. Um, they're a higher seed than some of these teams above them, but it's just right now their team is not gelling. They lost last night, and it's just not looking good. What do you think? Yeah, um, injuries are a huge part. You mentioned Jonathan Isaac last year, and then we got Markel Fultz, who's a guy who's been battling injuries since his entire career, ever since he was – Drafted that high by the 76ers. I'll, I'll, I think I had this team. I believe I had this team as a playoff team. So I'm wondering when everyone comes back, will they be able to make a push for the playoffs? Yeah, you, you didn't have them as a playoff team. Oh. I'm looking at it right now. But I, we, we were both – I didn't have them either, but we were both pretty high on the team. We expected them to make some good plays. And I, Nikola Yabusevich is insane. Having 24 points, 12 rebounds, shooting 43% from three on six and a half attempts. It's just, it's insane how good he is. And it, it hurts for me to see him on a team that we both expected to be good, but you're just falling apart. Uh, next, at 26, we have a team I put in the playoffs, partially because I'm biased, but also because they just acquired Russell Westbrook. 
and they have Bradley Beal. And I think they're in the future will start to make a run. We'll see that tonight against Houston if they can do that. We have the Washington Wizards. What do you think? Yeah, um, I was a little bit skeptical on the Russell Westbrook trade, but he's been doing better than I thought. Um, he and Beal have been – it's, it's, I'm very surprised because I thought Russell Westbrook would uh, be the Russell Westbrook of old. I may have been uh, confusing him with James Harden about – or putting the blame on him instead of James Harden. But I do think we might see him get a run as we saw him take down the Celtics. So – I think things will be looking up, and maybe they can make a push for the playoffs. Yeah, and because of the East being so bad, they're only three and a half games out of the eight seed and three games out of the ten seed, which is technically the playoff. Uh, it's it's crazy how bad the East is this year, and it's gonna be, but it's gonna make the playoffs interesting, I think, or at least I hope. Um, at twenty five, we have a team that I thought would play much better this season. Uh, it's a team that drafted Zion not too long ago a team that's looking to move J.J. Redick. And while I didn't have them in the playoffs, I definitely expected them to be better. New Orleans Pelicans. What do you think? Yeah, I definitely agree. I think they're going to push the play push for the playoffs. Like Zion, they have Zion for a full season this time around. Last year, he had a really late start to the season because of his knee. But man, Zion and Zion, and they got Steven Adams and that, like, it looks great. Steven Adams, uh, a few days ago said, yeah, Zion's stronger than me. And Steven Adams is already pretty strong. May not be true about, but like to have both of those players, I thought they would just dominate some teams. And like, uh, I think Zion's averaging over 20 points. So I definitely had higher expectations. Yeah. I don't know if Zion is stronger than Steven Adams. Zion, you could hear uh, Zion had an interview and he said, yeah, no, you've never <laughs> seen. I, I thought I was strong, and then I met Stephen Adams. I think they're just playing with each other. They're both very strong players, and like you said, I thought they would be bodying teams, being physical, using that strength for for an advantage. But instead, they're using it as a weakness. The defense, they're just being slow. They're just slow rotations, and on offense, they're moving too stagnant. They they don't have enough ball movement, which is crazy to say with a team that has players like Eric Bledsoe and Alonzo Ball. Uh, it's just going to be – I thought this team would be pushing for a playoff spot, but now that they're looking to Jerry J.J. Redick, I think they're officially out, especially in a stacked Western Conference that has so many teams vying for those last playoff spots. Uh, we can move on to 24, a team that's playing well of late, but is still, in my opinion, just they, – they're 3-7 and seven in their last 10, even though they've won a couple of their last games. And it's the Chicago Bulls. Um, Zach Levine's played well for them. And they've had some lackluster play from Laurie Markkinen. What else do you think? Yeah, and the Bulls, I think they're still in that rebuilding phase. Like, I didn't really believe that they would be contending for a playoff spot. It's just, it seems like they've just been in that, like, uh, they've been stuck. Like, they have good players, like you mentioned. They got Zach Levine. Um, Lauren Markin isn't playing well, but I think they were guy. That was a guy they they were thinking could be a good player for him. It's just they seem like stuck, and I don't know what they can do right now. Yeah, it's it's going to be tough. They have players that I feel like, like Patrick Williams is a rookie. He drafted fourth overall. I think he's been a surprise. I did not think he would be as good as he's played, but they're still not winning games. So 
I mean, it's really a balancing act between having your young players play and play well and winning games. And that's what you're trying to do, right? Win games, win championships. And right now the Bulls are moving it nice in the wrong direction. Um, next, we have a team that traded away some aforementioned players like Russell Westbrook. I uh, traded away James Harden, but I believe they're on the rise. Um, they made a move to get Victor Oladipo in that uh, James Harden trade. They got Victor Oladipo. Um, they have John Wall now. They have DeMarcus Cousins. I mean, they're making some big pushes, but they're still losing a lot of games recently, and the Houston Rockets are just not gelling. What do you think? Yeah, um, it was only a matter of time till they turned James Harden. I think it's the betterment of the team. As James Harden was calling out some of his players, and you saw DeMarcus Cousins kind of react to that. And I, I liked how they got Victor Oladipo. I think they did a great job considering the circumstances they have with James Harden. But as you mentioned, the West is stacked. I, I would be incredibly surprised if they made the playoffs. Um, but I think they have players they want to be here, and they have some good players like Christian Wood. I think it's a team maybe next year they can do better. Um, what do you think? Or yeah, yeah. Uh, Christian Wood's a great player. But they just don't have enough players playing well right now. Eric Gordon's starting to play better, but the team's just not gelling. I expected Marcus Cousins to play better. And Steven Silas has done an okay job as a coach. Um, he still needs to prove himself to me and the entirety of the league. Um, but I feel like he'll get those opportunities later on. This season was more of a rebuilding year in the first place after they traded their two-star players. But I feel like they'll be better sooner rather than later. Next, we have a team that went to the finals last season a team that both you and I expected to be relatively high playoff teams. You had them at number two, which is really high, and I had them at four, which is also pretty high. Um, but the Miami Heat are here. They're not playing well. I don't know if Jimmy Butler for this entire season was had not hit a three. I'll check right now, but I, I still don't think he has. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, and they're a team like uh, I, did, I did have them at number two, and – Looking at the rebounding total rebounds per game, they are last in the league, which is like they were such a good team last year and they made an incredible run. But you you gotta do like you gotta rebound, and that's a big part of their defense, which I think was a huge part of why they got to the finals. It was their defense, and uh, you mentioned Jimmy Butler. I'm I'm curious if anyone's gonna sta- uh, stand up because you just mentioned I like. Bam Adebayo can I think you were the person that said he is the better superstar or you might see him um exceed or become better than Jimmy Butler for the success of the Heat yeah yeah I did I'm checking right now Jimmy Butler's made a three in his last three games but you can't even imagine what his three a three-point percentage just guess let me go uh 15 percent uh, yes, it is 15.0%. Uh, I, I swear we didn't script that. I thought he was going to get it wrong. <laughs> he got it right. But yes, he's shooting, <laughs> he's shooting 15% on the season. And your star player just can't be doing that, especially at the small forward position. Um, you scared uh, me when you gave me that look. I was like, was that too low? <laughs> no, it was it was perfect. That's why I gave you that look. Um, but I feel like we can move on from the Heat to a team I think is on the rise, the Atlanta Hawks. What do you think about them this far this, far this season? 
Yeah, Trey Young's been playing great, and to me, um, the Hawks surround him plenty of talent. We saw him go get Rajon Rondo. They also have some young players like Cam Radish, John Collins. They also got Danilo Gallinari. It's just, I think Danilo's hurt, and now DeAndre Hunter's hurt. But it's a team I, I definitely consider them to be on the rise, and it'll be interesting. I think also they're getting Chris Dunn um, back. I'm not sure, but I think they'll definitely be in they'll definitely be a playoff team. And I think we've been seeing a lot of things with Trey Young, who, of course, is always going to be compared to Luka, even though I think that's an unfair comparison, but he's playing well right now. Yeah, the Hawks have played well so far this season, better than I expected. I didn't have them as a playoff team, and I still don't think they are. I don't think their defense is there yet. But with young players like you mentioned, Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, and Trey Young, that's a great core to build around. And we even mentioned Clint Capella and all these other players that they have. Um, but I feel like we can move on to a team that surprised me the most. A team that if they, ma- they make the playoffs, Mark Daniel should be coach of the year. Because this team traded everybody for first-round picks. I'm sure everybody knows it right now. The OKC Thunder. Um, they are surprisingly, very surprisingly. Yeah, I mean, if you look at their record, you'd be so shocked because of the team they have. They're building they're, – they have, besides Shy and Al Horford – you would never think that this team could be 11 and 15. It, it, it Justin Jackson last night led them in points, starting at point guard, and out. Then they beat the Bucks. He had 22 points and beat the Bucks. It, it just they're they develop players better than any team in the league. If you can have Justin Jackson, who one of our friends was not confident in to say the least with the Mavs, and now he's a starting point guard for them this this past game. And I think Shy was out, and that's why Justin Jackson started. And he also shot four or four from three. I mean, the OKC are just literally – they emphasize the term built different. What do you think about that? Yeah, man. It's like the second straight year in a row. Yeah, we're, they're going to be rebuilding. Uh, they were a playoff team last year. They almost – I think they took the Rockets to seven uh, in the playoffs, and, which is incredible. That's – that's incredible about Justin Jackson because you are right. One of our friends and a lot of like, including Mavs fans, me, um, I, I was like, yeah, he's not good. I was so happy we traded him away. And to see what like starting doing that well, that's crazy. And it just goes to the organization. And just imagine when they pick the right players with all those picks that they have. It's going to be incredible. Like I said, my prediction that they will win the most championships in the 2020s. We'll have to find out. I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold hold that close to my my chest. But I, I I fully believe that. Fully believe that. Next, we have a team that I I really struggle to put this team above the Thunder. But they did have a run as of late, even though they, I think they've lost a couple of their last games. Yeah, they're six. They've lost their last three. But I I still trust that they're moving in the right direction. That's the Sacramento Kings. Um, they have a very bad defense, but they have young players like Tyrese Halliburton, who's playing very very well. Darren Fox, who's playing very, very well. The problem was they let Bogdan Bogdanovich, Bogdanovich go to the Hawks. Another player that's young that we didn't even mention with the Hawks. This is why I think they're moving up. But And then the Kings, Buddy Heald isn't playing well. It, it, it's just it's concerning, but they are moving up the standings. Uh, what else do you think about this team? Yeah, um, I didn't really – they're doing better than I expected. I kind of expect them to do very bad, but they're – they're able they like they can make the play in tournament for sure i think or they're just 
they're close to making it. And you mentioned it, De'Aaron Fox. I think he's a huge part. And uh, you hit it right on the dot. They let go of Bogdanovich. It seems like, yeah, okay, bye. Um, but very interesting team to watch. Yeah. Next, we're going to move on to a team that, in my opinion, will make the playoffs. As long as Mitchell Robinson get, can get back in timely fashion and their defense can remain as good as it is. They just added D. Rose. They have other players who are playing well, but it's the New York Knicks. Imagine if 2020 was weird, 2021 is even weirder because the Knicks may make the playoffs. What do you think? Yeah, man, that's crazy. I considered the Knicks, Knicks to be like the worst team. They're like, we're tanking for name a college player, and then they never get it. Like they were tanking for Zion a few years ago. It's crazy, and the guy, Emmanuel Quickly, is in the top five um, free throws percentage. Like, like players like Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, and um, Josh Richardson is also up there, but a rookie is up there. That's incredible. So it seems like they got some – they do have some nice veteran. They just got D-Rose, but a team that's trending up, and I'm very surprised. Yeah, and the only reason why I have him as low as 18 is because, like I said, Mitchell Robinson fractured his hand. I feel bad. He's a great player, and their defense is relying on him, I think. But we'll, they'll have to prove us wrong. They play the Hawks today, and we'll, we'll see how they do against each other. Um, next is 17. We have a team that won a championship two years ago, Toronto Raptors. What do you think about their start to the season? They, they didn't really start off that well. Like They did lose a lot of players. They lost Sergi Baca, Marcus All two key guys that were part of the championship with Kawhi. But um, now they've been doing really well. Uh, they're starting to pick it up. And uh, I think we just got to watch, um, why is his name? Oh, Pascal Siakam. I think we got to see how he's doing. And then we've also seen Kyle Lowry. He's been making some key plays. And it's just incredible to see a great leader because I heard, I think some people were interested about hearing trade rumors or trades. For Kyle Lowry, but yeah, I think yeah, calm down. But I, I don't think they're gonna trade him. I think that's why I calm down. They're starting to play better. They're eight in the East. One, they're behind the Knicks, but they don't have as much injuries as they do. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting to see how those teams finish out the season. And like you mentioned, it Kyle Lowry's playing well. So I fully expect him to be a playoff team when it comes down to the end of the season. Sixteen, we have a team that drafted Lamelo Ball. The Hornets, Charlotte Hornets, uh, owned by Michael Jordan himself. Uh, Gordon Hayward was out the other day, which didn't help. Uh, I think they, he was out last game against the Spurs, and so they got destroyed by 12. Uh, the Spurs are so good right now that you can't have anybody out, especially when somebody who's going to be your leading scorer. What do you think about their start? Yeah, LaMelo Ball's been playing really well, and I think everyone, like seeing how Lonzo did not do go well, um, in his rookie season, I think everyone's been surprised. Lamelo's been doing great, and I've been surprised with how Gordon Hayward, even though he was out like uh, early in the season, he was playing well. And because I didn't think that was a really good free agent signing, but he's been proving me wrong. Yeah, a lot of teams have been doing that. Either either way, like the Heat proving both of us wrong the wrong way, and then the Hornets proving us wrong the other way. Uh, very few teams are proving us right, though. <laughs> Next, we have the uh, the Mavs at 15th, a team that I had third in the conference uh, at the end. Well, my, what I predicted, I had them third, only behind the Clippers and the Lakers because of how I thought 
Kristaps and Doncic would take that next step, especially with the addition of Josh Richardson, who, like you mentioned, is a great free throw shooter and great defender, but they just haven't gelled. What do you think as a Mavs fan? Yeah, man, it's been sad, but I like how we've been trending up, and it was just a heartbreaker loss last night against the uh, Trailblazers. Yeah, I don't know why their name was. I, all I could think of was Dame, and that's like the that goes to talk about the Mavericks defense. It's not doing well. I think the big thing. I think if they had not got a huge COVID thing, like COVID attacked all their best defenders, Maxi, Dorian, Josh Richardson, who's playing really well. And, like, now they just finally got everyone back, but they have to go in a win mode right now because the West is so competitive. Yeah, it, it, there's no time for a losing streak, especially in how stacked the West is. You can't start to start losing games. Here In 14, we have the Celtics. I almost put the Mavs above, above them, but the Mavs have been struggling. If the Mavs would have won last night, I definitely would have had them above them, but the Celtics... Uh, they've lost to the Wizards and the Pistons their last two games. Uh, their defense is falling flat. They can't score. Jason Tatum played terrible yesterday, even though he's a bright young star. It's just disappointing. It's just disappointing. I thought they would take that next step. I like I like what they did in the offseason, and they went a little bit older te- players with experience like Tristan Thompson, like Jeff Teague. But I feel like they need another player, and it's showing right now. Yeah, they did lose uh, Gordon Hayward, and we saw how how they didn't play well against the Heat when Gordon Hayward was out in the playoffs. So I think that's maybe a big thing, and now they're looking for a guy to fill that void. Maybe it's Tatum, or maybe it's another guy. And I'm wondering, and I did like what they did in the offseason, but I'm wondering if they can just get themselves out of this rut. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. The crazy thing is the Celtics are now – Oh, the record is just amazing to me. 13 and 13. It's, uh, it makes no sense. Uh, but we're here. And next we're going to be talking about an Indiana team that's only one win better. And then the four seed in the East. 14 and 13 Indiana Pacers. They lost Victor Oladipo, but DeMontis Simonis is playing really well. Um, it seems like as long as they go on a, a little bit of a win streak, they've won their last two, and they just ex- – extended for a little bit and don't go on a major losing streak they should be locked to make the playoffs in my opinion uh what do you think yeah i also like you mentioned losing victor oladipo i liked how they got karis Silver. karis Silver was a great player for the nets and he's a young player so i think it's really good that they got him and losing oladipo i thought it was a great trade you did mention sabonis so i'm wondering i think karis Silver is just coming back from that tumor they found something on his kidney but i'm glad he's feeling yeah i'm sorry to interrupt but that was the luckiest thing of his entire life and we're so glad that he doesn't have to have because that was a cancerous tumor in his kidney and it was only found because he was traded um i didn't initially like to trade but if it saves Karis his life i mean i'm all for it all for it sorry to interrupt but i had to mention that it's all good yeah it was crazy thing uh one of those uh someone's looking out for you um, I didn't like that trade from the Nets, but I liked all the other teams, what they got. But. Yeah, uh, the the Pacers are looking up, and like I said, they should be a lock for the playoffs as long as they can continue this stretch that they've been on lately, win the last two. Next, we have a team at 12th that, after all their injuries in the start of the season, Jaron Jackson being out for as long as he has been, everybody being out, and John Morant not playing as good, but they have Desmond Bain, who's shooting insane. Uh, he was out there last game, and they still won. 
Uh, it's a team that's 500, and it's the Memphis Grizzlies. What do you think about them so far this season? Yeah, um, definitely uh, Desmond Bain's been playing well. That rookie who's I think was shooting above like 50% on three-pointer. That's incredible. Uh, so a great find in the later rounds of the draft. And I'm very interested to see how, like, John Morant played so well last year, one rookie of the year. And it's just, will he take that next step? And maybe they can push for the playoffs. Well, they will push, but will they make it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I think a healthy team is needed for John to make that next push because he's such a great passer. But you need Jaron to pass, too. So, uh it, their team, their de- their team defense is the reason why they're so good. Kyle Anderson's playing better. The owners around Tunis is playing better, and I fully expect them now to be a playoff team, or at least in the play-in. Uh, but yeah, next we have a team that's won three championships recently: the Golden State Warriors. Um, injuries haven't been kind to them as Clay's out for the entire season, but without him, they're still playing well. Kelly Oubre and uh, Andrew Wiggins are starting to play better, and it's mainly just a Steph show, though. So. What do you think about them so far? Yeah, you mentioned the guy I want to talk about, Steph Curry. Um, he was not shooting well, uh, or he wasn't shooting like, like he was him. shooting well. Yeah, like him. But then he, I think, may have been like a lot of people thought it was a different start time, so that may have affected their training. But he's come alive, and I think that's a big – the Warriors need to count on him. The Warriors, when you had Clay, KD, um, all the other players, you didn't need Steph to be Steph Curry. Um, that was just a bonus. Every, every now, game. You didn't need him to be like that every game. Yeah. Um, but now you need him. And I think Draymond is a huge part because he's such a great passer. And that just – and then Steph is just so good off the ball when res- taking a three-pointer. So I look to them, and I ha- I think I had – I believe I had this team like number five on my list. So I expect to them to keep going. Like last year was just a fluke to me. Yeah, uh, let me check. Uh, you didn't have the Warriors making the – oh, no, you had the Warriors being fifth. You okay, had fifth, yeah. yeah. Item eighth. We both expect them to make the playoffs, and I still do. They're still a team that we both have faith in, and they're showing it good so far. Next, we have a team that has arguably the worst defense in the league also, right there with the Kings and the Wizards. Uh, that's just star-loaded. The Brooklyn Nets. What do you think so far about them? Yeah, I was not a fan of the Brooklyn Nets getting James Harden. I think I was not high on them even before that when they had Kyrie um, and KD and I think DeAndre Jordan part of that big three. It's just I I think the the personalities won't fit, and I think it's showing on their defense. James Harden has never been a huge fan of defense, um, so. And they also lost a lot of players in that trade to get James Harden. They lost a lot of picks, but they lost Jared Allen, who was a great defender, and Karis LeVert, who I was a great player for him, just to get James Harden. James Harden is good, but I think they could have done well without him. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, now it seems like they need him because of how much of a passer he's been. I've been disappointed with how their chemistry's worked out, and their defense is just not good. Um Steve Nash is going to have a lot to work out the Kings, but they have time. And I had them third, and right now they are third. So I think that just shows how bad the East is, not how good they are. But uh, next we have a team that beat the Mavs last night by three points. 
Portland Trailblazers. Um, I put them above the Nets because I just believe that right now they're playing better, their defense is better, and they have Dame, who's uh, been pretty hot lately. Uh, what do you think so far? Yeah, Dame has been playing well. He's just so good at shooting three. But also, they got Robert Covington in the offseason, and I, I really like Robert Covington. I think he was the guy they the Houston Rockets believed would make their like extreme small ball work, as I think he played the center. He's such a great defender, and he's also he hit an incredible three against the Mavs from the logo. It was weird, but he made it, and it was incredible. And they also got like Gary, Gary Trent Jr. Um, they also have Melo, but Gary Trent looking well. Uh, good player, and he definitely did well against the Mavs last night. Yeah, there's a lot of teams at the, that are in the playoffs for the West right now that have big winning streaks. The Suns being one, the Jazz being one, and then you have Portland, who'd won four straight games. It's just they're playing better right now. Defense is better than the Nets, and that's why we put them above them. Next, we have a team that lost to Jackson Jackson and the uh, the OKC Thunder last night by five. Uh, and I mean, if you would have told me that they would have started the season at sixteen and eleven, half a game above the Nets, I had to been. I don't know what I would have told you. I would I would have thought you were lying, but uh, it's not. It's the truth and. Right now, the Bucks just aren't looking the same. Normally, they had those great regular seasons where they win their conference and then they do bad in the playoffs. But right now, they're they're not even waiting to the playoffs to start playing poorly. What do you think? Yeah, um, Giannis has not been looking good with his free throw percentage lately. I think like there was one time against the Mavericks, like he did not hit a single free throw. He shot one of ten. Yeah, and that's you can't like you have to have free throws if you're going to be a, a back-to-back MVP. You need that, especially for the team because it's free points. But we've also been seeing Chris Middleton. Like, I think he's a guy you're going to need to step up, especially in playoffs. You're also going to need him now because Giannis can't do it all by himself. And teams are starting to pick up how to defend Giannis uh, as they just build a wall. And then they force him to take the three, and he hasn't been really – his three's not looking that well. So, I – Yeah, he's, he's shooting 28.2% from three. What else were you about to say? Yeah, it's just I think they need like they're I definitely they're gonna make the playoffs. It's just what are they gonna show us in the postseason? Yeah, that's it's really all all it is. That's really all the the Bucks have been missing lately. Um, next we, well, of our last seven teams, only one is in the East. So get ready for a lot of West teams. At seven, we have the Nuggets. Um, they barely beat OKC the other day, but it wins a win. Is a win, is a win, is a win. I mean, it's, what, what can we say? Uh, Jokic has been absolutely insane. Jamal Murray is continuing his growth. Um, Paul Millsap's playing better than I expected. Uh, MPJ is playing well. I mean, they're just a good team that I think is a lock to make the playoffs. At least the uh, – right now they're at seventh, which means they, they would go to the play-in, which is crazy, even though they're 15 and 11, which would put them at, at the four seed in the East. Is they, they're, they may not even make the – the playoffs after the plan. So I guess we'll find out. What do you think? Yeah. The Nuggets are a team. I was very high on. I had them at number two and um, they haven't, they didn't start off well, but they're starting to figure it out. And they did lose a guy, Jeremy Grant, who's a big contributor, but I think Paul Millsap has, you mentioned he's playing better than you expected. He's filling in, he's taking more steps. And I think he's a big leader for this young team. And it's, I think as long as he is, they can definitely contend, and maybe they make can make a deep uh, run in the playoffs. Yeah, it's just the West is so good that 
I think a lot of these teams could make a deep run or they could lose in the first round, which is crazy to see. Next, we have a team that both of both you and I should have given more respect to. They're a team that would be the second team in the East. It's, uh, Greg Popovich is the greatest coach of all time, and this just proves it. It's the San Antonio Spurs. Their defense is great. Marcus Aldridge, while he's not playing as good, DeRozan's picking up the slack. So is Deontay Murray. So is Keldon Johnson. It's just so impressive. What do you think? Yeah, um, they're they're a sneaky team. I forgot about them. Um, to be completely honest, same. It, like Pop, I we should. You're right. We should have given much more respect. They missed the playoffs, which ruined their like incredible streak of like 20 years. 21, I think. 21. Some um, some crazy number. And Pop's like, what? There was a streak? Which just shows, like, I don't, I, we're winning, and he is the greatest coach of all time. Uh, so, um, they do look well. And off the air, you were talking about how they can make make a sneaky run in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, their team is just built for a run. Defensive teams are built for a run. Because if they get hot offensively, they're already great defensively. So if that just if they just get that spark and Lamarcus all just start playing better, DeRozan starts to play even better. I mean, I just fully expect them to start going through some of these teams that are out uh, for uh, injuries, like Anthony Davis being out. We'll get to the Lakers later, but you can't have injuries against a great defensive team, especially if they're one of your offensive stars. What do you have to add to that? Uh, no, I definitely agree. Defense is, and I think that that fueled the run for the Heat. So, and yeah. you got Pop. Pop is great, and. To me, there's no big superstar. That's true. Like, it's just a team that's playing well, even though they do have DeMar DeRozan and Marcus Aldridge, great players. It's just, it's like the opposite of the Nets. Nets, you got Harden, Kyrie, KD. You all know them. I think you just kind of forget about DeMar DeRozan and Marcus Aldridge. True. It's very true. Next, we have a team that I thought would be good this year, and you didn't even have making the playoffs, the Suns. I had them fifth. Right now, I think they're fourth in the conference, but uh, they're uh, one game up of the Portland and a game and a half up of San Antonio, which is just insane. But they've won six straight games. They've been very impressive lately. They won that game against the Bucks. I th- just thought they couldn't win, and then they did. Giannis took that jump shot, and they lost. I mean, well, no, the Bucks lost. Uh, but, yeah, the Suns have been very impressive. Chris Paul has fit in seamlessly almost. DeAndre Ayton starting to play better. Their team's just built – differently than most of these Sun teams Suns teams recently have been and they look like they're destined to make the playoffs no matter what right now yeah I definitely underestimated this team as you mentioned I didn't have to have them in the playoffs I Chris Paul is making me regret that decision it's just a great he's really done what I think they wanted him to do he's that leader and I think Devin Booker's playing great but Chris Paul's really that closer, I think, for the fourth quarter, which they needed. When they were playing the Mavs, the Mavs trying to make a comeback, and Chris Paul played well. Like, the other team, other players weren't doing well, but Chris Paul held up for him. And I think he's a guy who's been to playoffs. We saw what he did with the Thunder, and it seems like he's doing it again with the Suns. Yeah, it's just impressive. He's a winner. The only problem is he hasn't won a championship, and maybe the Suns team could do it. Like I said, many of these Western teams that are just – winning a lot of games right now they can make a run especially if teams don't get their injury situation set uh in place next we have the last of the east teams uh to be mentioned the 76ers um they've lost some recent games but they're far and away i feel like 
the best team in their conference. Uh, they've lost two straight, but they're still six and four in their last ten. Um, they have a six sixty seven uh, winner percentage, and uh, it's it's interesting because I feel like players should be playing better, but they're also winning games, and I feel like that's part of it, the reason to do with how bad the East is. Um, there's so many teams in the West, like the Jazz, Lakers, and Clippers. All teams that we'll be mentioning soon would all be higher than them, so. It's just interesting to see that how bad the East is. What do you think? Yeah, um, when I think of the 76ers, I think of what they did. They got Seth Curry, who earlier was averaging 50%. I don't know if he's still doing it. 50% on three-pointer, and that's a big thing that the 76ers needed. And they also have Doc Rivers. And I think we mentioned this in our earlier episodes about the NBA I think you mentioned Doc needed a change of scenery, and it seems to be working out. And I think 76ers didn't need a new coach. And I think Doc is the right coach for him, as I think he's bringing out the best of them as they are playing well. Um, a little bit maybe because the East is not that as not that good as the West, but I also think Doc is bringing out a lot of them. And I attribute that to Seth Curry helping bring the offense, especially the three-pointer. Yeah, uh, Seth Curry right now is averaging 48.3%. It's gone down some because he shot 20% the other day. But it seems like my thought, like you said, that Doc needed to change the scenery, and so did the Clippers. Both of those teams are doing great. Clippers and the 76ers, I think they both benefited from getting uh, from parting ways. And it wasn't that Doc Rivers was a, a bad coach. And that's what I said when he got uh, fired. It's just a change of scenery was needed. And that's what that's what needs to happen sometimes. And it's totally fine. It's professional. And Doc Rivers is proving why he's still a great coach. And, well, I don't think he'll win coach of the year because, I mean, who thought the Spurs would be the sixth seed and they could be as high as a four seed. But he, he's definitely in contention in my mind. Uh, next, we have a team that should be sitting Anthony Davis more uh, because of his injury history. And he cannot get injured or I think their finals chances are over. The L.A. Lakers, what do you think about them so far? Yeah, the Lakers had a busy offseason. They got a lot of players, Marc Gasol. Uh, they got Montrose Harrell, and they got Dennis Schroeder. And, but I, you're definitely right about Anthony Davis. I think I think we saw um, they are trying to take it easy. They want LeBron to be well-rested, which definitely makes sense. But I think you definitely need to consider Anthony Davis because with the Lakers, you're going to make the playoffs. It's just you need, and I don't think really seating really matters that much because we don't have fans in the stadium. So how much does home advantage really help you? Yeah, the biggest difference is just travel. That's why I think the home court advantage is still. That's why that's exactly why I said that there was some advantage for the Bucks in the Super Bowl. It's just no travel, and that means something. While it's fifty-five percent to forty-five percent, like advantage-wise. It's not much, but it's something. And home court advantage is going to matter something if they do have it at their home stadium. But we don't know yet if there's going to be a bubble for the NBA this year, which there could be. We don't know yet if the COVID cases start to rise, if they start to do that. However, even if they don't, you're right. Home court advantage doesn't matter as much as Anthony Davis. Without Anthony Davis, your chances go down, whether you have home court advantage or not. So it's essential to have them, especially because of how stacked the West is. If they are the three seed, two seed, or one seed, those eight seeds, seven seeds, or six seeds are going to be really good. The six seed right now are the Nuggets. 
Like, that's not going to be an easy... I mean, the sixth seed right now is the San Antonio Spurs. The seventh seed is the Nuggets. Those are not going to be easy outs. And neither are the, the Warriors right now who are uh, eighth. These teams are not going to be easy outs. And especially because they're experienced teams with experienced coaches. They made it there. The Spurs with the Marcus Aldridge. The Marcus Aldridge went to the Western Conference Finals with them earlier. DeMar DeRozan's been to the Eastern Conference Finals. Then there's Greg Popovich. Nuggets been to the Western Conference Finals last year. You have Jokic. You have DeMar Murray. Then you have the Warriors, and what do I even have to say about the Warriors? They've been so successful lately, and they have Draymond. They have players that have been there before. And while they do have young guys, Steph, I feel like, and so will uh, Draymond and so will Steve Kerr, will teach these guys how to play in, in those high-intensity moments. And so the Lakers need to get their act straight. And I, I'm really disappointed because I, I, I think they're going to win the championship if they're fully healthy. They're my pick. But if not, I don't think they make it out of the first round. It, it, I, I don't think they will. If they don't have Anthony Davis, I'm saying it right now, if Anthony Davis is out for the playoffs, they don't make it out of the first round. Whoa. I, like, I think they still make it. Like, you still have but they it, it, Okay, let's say that they stay at the two seed. They're the two seed right now. They play the Nuggets first round. You're telling me that the Nuggets don't beat them without Anthony Davis? Who guards Jokic? That's very true. An, an older Marcus Saul? Like, I mean... Jokic is just going to destroy them. And it's not like they have great they're, – they're a great defensive team, but I feel like that's because of how their team is built with Anthony Davis. It's not because of their guards, I don't feel like. It's Montrezl Harrell. It's their big guys. And then who's going to guard Jamal Murray? That's very valid points. So, like I said, if – I'm saying this right now. If Anthony Davis is out for the playoffs, they lose in the first round. Very so, interesting take. It's yeah, an interesting take, but I'm going to stand by it. Uh, yeah. Second, we have the Clippers. Oh, what were you say? Were you going to say something? Uh, I was just going to add one more thing. Uh, I think Anthony Davis was like we saw LeBron be with the Lakers without, and he did get injured. They didn't do well. But when they bring in Anthony Davis, that's the big thing. I think LeBron's going to lean on Anthony Davis more. To your point. And a big thing about LeBron is confidence. You could see during the ninth, uh, the 17-18 playoffs, he wasn't confident with this team. He got mad at J.R. Smith, and he just didn't trust anybody else with the ball. So if Anthony Davis gets injured, I feel like his confidence goes down in the rest of this team. Not himself. He still feels like he can win a championship, but the rest of his team he loses confidence in, and that's what didn't get worrisome for the Lakers because they need confidence in each other for them to be good. Because the Nuggets, I know they have it. And Paul Millsap wants a ring. So they're going to be vying for that championship. Um, second, we had the Clippers, like I, I mentioned earlier. Third team that is healthier, and Paul George is playing very, very well right now. Uh, what do you think about them? Yeah, Paul, uh, I feel like I've been saying this a lot, but Paul George is a guy who uh, they really, when they did not play well against the Nuggets, who just, I think, hit him in the mouth and they didn't expect it. Paul George was a guy a lot of people – he got the nickname Pandemic P um, because he wasn't playing that well. But him playing well is a good thing. And they did move on. I was a little surprised. They brought in Tyron Lue. And a lot of things was circulating about the chemistry. They did lose Montrose Harrell. But they did bring in Serge Ibaka. So it would definitely be interesting because like they're supposed to be a good regular season team. I just want to see how good they do in the postseason. Yeah, they're a team that I had winning the West. And right now, I still believe they're in striking distance, but there's a team playing better than anybody in the league right now. 
a team on a seven-game win streak, a team that lost in the first round last year to the aforementioned Nuggets, the Utah Jazz, 9-1 and one in their last 10. Donovan Mitchell, I think, should be an MVP candidate. Uh, everybody on their team is playing well. It's just everything is meshing together. Mike Conley's playing so much better. And it's just impressive how well their team is playing. What do you think? Yeah, um, this was a team who got a lot of players um, the year before this offseason. They brought in Mike Conley, big a big trade. And now it seems to be paying off. Maybe they need that year to get to know each other or to gel. And Rudy Gobert at defense, incredible guy. He's the guy that shut down the league just to talk about how great his defensive skills are. But definitely, they're playing incredibly well right now. And I'm just wondering if they can keep this up because you don't want them to get too hot too early. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, if you just keep on winning games, they're giving me Hawks vibes, that 14-15 Hawks team that won 60 games and then lost in the Eastern Conference Finals by getting swept by LeBron. Uh, but they need to prove me wrong. They need to prove, that, like, just like the team, they have uh, great team chemistry and they're, they have great team defense, but they need to consistently do it. And like I said, I believe that Donovan Mitchell should at least be an MVP candidate. Well, I don't think he should win it. He should at least be in the top three. He's averaging 24 points, five rebounds, four assists, or four rebounds, five assists. I don't know, one of the two. And I, I believe on a, on a team that's only lost five games this entire season, he's a monumental part of that team. And I feel like that was one of the best picks the Jazz have ever had in their existence, especially from where he was picked. But – uh it's only behind John Stockton and Carl Malone, who never got to win a championship. So, we'll see. Yep, we'll definitely see. And I think that concludes our episode. So, thank you for listening. Let us know what you thought, um, because it's the first time we're not doing an NFL power rankings, but doing an NBA power ranking. So, let us know what you think about it in the uh, comments or at our email account, outsidersopinions2020 at gmail.com. Make sure to give us a like. Um, and hit the bell if you're on YouTube so you know when we drop other episodes, we'll be coming out to you. And also, in the spirit of Valentine's Day, I know it was a few days ago, share your share this episode or your favorite episode with a friend of yours, a loved one. Or if you really hate listening to us and I don't know why you're still here, but we appreciate it, share it with an ex. Maybe one final uh, way to get back at them. Or do both. Up to you. Thank you.